This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. I can't emphasize enough how fast it all happens, you know? And so it was an empowering thing, I think, for both of us to Mm -hmm. just be like, if you had told us this was going to happen, we would have been panicked for three weeks and like, we'll never be able to do this. But it's just cool when you're in the middle of something, you're like, well, we just have to do it. And yeah. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. I am so honored to have today's guests on the pod. These are two of my closest friends in the world, Troy Belisario and Patrick Adams. And also, you guys, I don't think you knew because nobody knew that at the time of this recording, 10 days earlier, they gave birth to a child. (laughs) It is the most incredible birth story I've ever heard. Honestly, and and I'm so honored that they were like, yeah, we want to come on Katie's Crib and share our story and our experience. And again, I just, I feel honored, touched, blessed, and thrilled. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. Let's just say it it involves a car. Um, there's like some Grey's Anatomy twists to it. And it's just jaw-dropping, edge of your seat, incredibly inspiring and joyous and wonderful. And I'm so happy you guys are here. In case you guys don't know who I'm talking about, 
Troy Belisario is an actress, writer, director, producer. She's best known for starring as Spencer Hastings in the television series Pretty Little Liars. She also most recently starred opposite Kate Blanchett in the Annapurna feature Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Troyan was the lead of John Abnett's web series Wigs. She also starred in the remake of the French cult classic Martyrs. And Feed is a Sony feature that she wrote, produced, and acted in herself. She also starred alongside her hubby, Patrick Adams, in the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival selection of Clara. She's won two Teen Choice Awards and a Young Hollywood Award. Patrick Adams is an actor-director. I mean, God, these two are ridiculous. He's best known for playing Mike Ross in USA Network's TV series Suits. He directed several of the episodes himself, including the landmark 100th episode. He most recently starred in National Geographic's first scripted series for Disney Plus called The Right Stuff. He's also set to make his Broadway debut in Richard Greenberg's revival of Take Me Out. And for his role in Suits... Adams was nominated for an outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series at the 18th Screen Actors Guild Awards. Oh, friends, I am so happy to see you, Patrick and Troyan. And there's a little baby here. I love you guys. Thanks for coming on Katie's Crib. Oh, my gosh. Yay! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I have. we do have one question for you, which we were talking yes. about. A, 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 an important detail of our story does involve hum, human shit. I <laughs> can't wait. Cute a bit, quite a bit of it. And we were like, <laughs> how much do we shy away from or how much do we just embrace? And we landed on, we think we pretty much embrace without trying to be like as graphic as possible about it. But yeah. it was really up to yeah. Troy and because I was like, how much do yeah. you want people to be hearing about how much shit there was and dealing with the baby and shit and all that. I am so obsessed with this story already. I can't. <laughs> Anyone who's in the theater knows that shit brings you nothing but good luck. <laughs> so Elliot's blessed, blessed is how I'm taking very, it. Absolutely. It's like, Extremely it's blessed. Really, <laughs> it's really whatever you feel the most comfortable with. But first and foremost, at the time of this recording, how old is she? <laughs> Like, 10 days 10 days old oh my god yeah i love and so let me say at the time of this recording at 10 days old the two of you are the most attractive <laughs> people <laughs> who do not look like you have a 10 day old and a toddler which and is toddler. no joke we feel like we have a 10 year old i mean a 10 day old i'll tell you that you yeah. do are you exhausted like in the best uh, way yeah. you know like in the good way you want to be exhausted but yeah are you guys feeling are you in the baby bubble yeah, I, th- I think we're also still, I mean, at least I am. I don't know about you. I always feel so bad because this is actually like, you know, the mother gets so much adrenaline and so many I'm kind of hungry for it. I'm like, I look yeah. at her and I want to pick her up and I want all the feelings and I don't, and it's not, we're yeah. not there yet for me. It's you not just kind of get like some interrupted sleep Yeah, and I'm just like, what is sleep? But I will say I like, I feel that. like my time with Aurora right now is really special yeah. in a way. That, like, oh yeah, that's so true. Adam and Albie got really close yeah. when I just became like unavailable yeah. more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just way more unavailable. Okay, we're getting into all this. Yeah. Okay, so first and foremost, congratulations Thank on you. the birth of your second child. Troy, and tell us her name. Her name is Elliot Rowena Adams. Oh, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I knew the coolest chick in the entire world in college that was named Elliot. And really? it is... 
Oh my God. I, she, I don't that. know where she is now, but my God. She was like a cool girl. Do you know what I mean? She was like Troyan. Yeah. Like a cool girl <laughs> who everyone wanted to be, but she was like, so smart and didn't try really hard, but she was just naturally all the things. That oh. sounds great. That sounds so great. Scary. We've never, I don't think either of us have ever met a, f- a, a, female, wolf, Elliot. a female Elliot before. So that's good to hear that, that they're out there and they're cool. And you guys did not know you, what gender you were having. No. Right? No. It was a surprise. Yeah. Troyan, did you feel a sense in the pregnancy of what you were going to have? I think I remember you feeling Aurora was maybe going to be a boy. So everybody with Aurora before we found out, because we did find out with Aurora around like the five and a half month mark. And everybody was like, boy, boy, boy. And then when we opened it immediately, I burst into tears seeing the words female. And I was just like, what's going to happen? I'm not ready. This isn't. (laughs) Patrick was like, cha-ching, cashing in. I'm stoked. So happy. So happy. Oh, I sobbed when I found out Albie was a boy. (laughs) I wanted a girl so bad. I love Albie, but you know what I mean. Um, Did you have a sense this pregnancy, what you were having? I don't know why I'm so unwilling to go with like my gut or my intuition, but it was... Um, everybody again was like, boy, boy, because of the way I was carrying, it was a little bit different. I was with Aurora. I was nauseous, but with Elliot, I would like clockwork, wake up and puke. And so I thought that was a girl thing, but then it wasn't like that with Aurora. And And you have so many people that are like, yeah, it's a boy. It's a boy this time. They're giving you that grocery store. Like, congratulations on your boy. And then they're saying to me, I'd always get the secret. Like, it's a boy. Oh, God. I can't believe that shit still exists, but it does. Yeah. It does. Well, I just, I love the confidence on people. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, it's so cool. You know, and they're like, what, what do you think? I'm like, I have no idea no because idea. I don't know these things. No one has any idea. Every single sweeping generalization I have ever come in, I've, I've known women who are sick every single day. I mean, the Amy Schumer documentary, she puked yeah. like nobody's business. Billsley, that's a girl, but she had a boy or like, when you're pregnant with a girl, like your ass is the size of yeah. a house, which mine was with both of my children. And <laughs> so, you know, someone was like, clearly you're having a girl. And I was like, I'm having a boy. So <laughs> you did. anyway, you did. these are all terrible. <laughs> Question for you guys. Yeah. Did you always know you wanted to have two kids? Did you plan to get pregnant? Were you? We, yeah. knew, we knew we knew we wanted siblings. This was not planned, but we knew we wanted, I had two sisters. She has lots of brothers and sisters. So we knew that like that sibling relationship was really important. Yeah. Um, and that we wanted to do that. We had no plan for it to be at this moment. I think well, my, my, the distance between me and my siblings is all six years. I don't Same think thing we would have waited me and my siblings. Wow. We're six years apart too. I don't think we would have waited that long, but I, we were not in the zone of like, now's the, the time. That's so great, though, because you didn't feel the pressure I felt, which is like, I'm so close to my brother and we're two years, nine months. And so when we hit the two year mark and I hadn't started trying for mm. a second yet, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like I already felt this oh, time pressure. Yeah. Wow. But what's great is you guys are really close with siblings and the age thing. Again, there is no right fucking way no. to do this. Like no. you can Google, which I did. What's the best sibling? <laughs> age apart? It's all bullshit. It is not true. Yeah. Now. I want to just put this out there. Yes. I saw Patrick and Troyan like a week before shutdown. We were in New York City. Troyan was about to shoot her pilot. Patrick was about to do an incredible play at second stage. And we were having a play date with Aurora and Albie. And Patrick said, well, what's your plan to get out of New York for COVID? Yeah. And I was like, Patrick, 
you're acting like a crazy person. Like, this COVID corona thing is bullshit. And you were yeah. like, how would you get out of New York? Do you have cans stored? Like, people are going to the grocery store doing all this stuff. And I was like, okay, Patrick, <laughs> yeah. this is a conspiracy. Yeah, I was getting laughed. I was laughed out yeah. of the room. He became known as, like, COVID boy in his rehearsal In room. my rehearsal because... room, too. I kept going in and being like, what's the game plan, guys? And they were all like, no, no, come on, man. This is not going to get here. And literally a week later, we're all trying to figure out how the hell to get out of New York and get our babies out safely. Oh, my God. So, wait, I have a question for you. Did yes. you know you, because in your podcast that we listened to, you, it was right around that time that you had found out you were pregnant. Did you I know that? I got pregnant a no. week before shutdown. Let me tell you something. Oh. I'm pretty sure I hung out with you guys in New York. Yeah. Boned Adam that weekend and got pregnant. <laughs> I think that's what you like, and I talked about. Because when uh, when I when I heard that you were pregnant and I did the math, I was like, that is crazy. They got home and then like everything shut down and then she was pregnant. It was yeah. nuts. I got pregnant like March 8th weekend and found out. Shutdown was Friday, March 13th. I found out March 18th. <gasps> so like literally the weekend we were hanging out yeah. that was yeah. like in the time where adam and i were like let's just bone every day and let's give it a go but like let's not try like you know Party. so like right. freaked out about it you know whatever and it took so what <laughs> so you guys got pregnant not planning but not not planning like you knew you wanted siblings but you were just living your lives yeah did it matter to you that you were in a pandemic like i've i've talked to a lot of people who are like this is a great time because i'm not going anywhere i'm not doing anything mm -hmm. or some people who are like this is too stressful for me well there was something that was really interesting which was um i and i was complaining a lot to patrick that around Mother's Day, because everything was shut down, so most of my experience of people was on Instagram. Yeah. And I just started noticing that so many people that I knew were pregnant, like you being one of them. Yeah. And, I, and I really talked to him and I was like, I know this isn't really like what we're aiming for right now, but I'm just so envious of people that are pregnant. And he oh, was, wow. especially yeah. on like Mother's Day, and he was so... So supportive and just like, I'm sorry, that must be really difficult. And oh, yeah. no, cut. No, I know. I just cut to like four weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Turns out you guys are fucking great at getting pregnant. Like, yeah, I just, I, what a blessing that is. Like, that's amazing and totally wonderful. And that was, that was really our pivot. I would say that when we found out that we were pregnant, there was for both of us just like a, wow, this is not, like, it wasn't pure celebration. Oh. What you kind of dream it would be. It was like a heavy Whoa. moment. It was of heavy. like, wow, this is, you know, the world. It was just so intense also, at that time. Also, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So it was the day passed. she told me the, the day Ruth oh, Bader Ginsburg God. died. So there was this like heavy thickness in the air. And, and so we sat with it for a while, but I think the thing that pivoted us towards just like how grateful to be is, you know, we know how hard it is to get pregnant for so many yeah. people and it's such a struggle. Yeah. And, you know, if that's what's happening, then that's what's happening. And Elliot was like, I'm fucking here, guys. Yeah. Like, I am here. As people will hear with the rest of this story, Elliot really wanted to be. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. Okay. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yes. But we do remember to put it in perspective, too, of being joyful about gratefully being pregnant and getting pregnant when you were just sort of playing around with the idea. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was COVID. It was election time. It was Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. George Floyd, George Floyd stuff. Yeah. yeah. George yeah. Floyd, BLM yeah. movement. Like it was like very tense mm -hmm. and um, stressful. So I get it. Like it was a hard time to feel grateful for anything. And, and it was all very scary. 
Yeah. And a strange time to really be wrapping your head around just bringing life into the oh. world. Because oh, the life w- world was of like every day. Fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. And so I was scary. already like, how are we going to raise a daughter yeah. in this world? And it's very complicated. And how do we want to do this? You know, you never quite figure that out. And then all of a sudden to add to the mix to the mix and a, another person. It mm-hmm. was it's a lot. It, it was, was a lot. lot. Yeah. How was the pregnancy? You threw up every day. So leading up to Aurora's birth, the pregnancy, I was really fortunate in that I got to direct once, but I got the opportunity to work on three different things, almost four. And so going to work during this pregnancy, during this pregnancy. So going to work, I was directing an episode of Good Trouble. And that was when, before you tell people. So I was just running uh, to the bathroom, trying to puke behind my mask when on set and they were like, okay, can you come back to the tone meeting? And I was like, yep, coming right back. Um, And I mean, thank God that's such like a, I I've done three episodes with them. This was my fourth. So they were so chill and so supportive. Um, But still it doesn't make it any, I mean, it's just, you were just so in it. And you're running home to your toddler. Yeah. So you have like no breaks. And Patrick, I feel like you were you were working a lot too. Was I working? No, not in the pan. No, in the pan. I just did my first pandemic job. So I yeah. think that was actually the grateful is that she had all this stuff coming to her. Because you hadn't also worked in a while before that. Of course, no, you hadn't been pregnant for so long and you weren't working. Nuts, and then all of a working. sudden she got pregnant and then all this work showed up. This is what happens. Babies bring blessings. Yeah. I feel like both of our uh, couples, it's like, okay, one's working their ass off. One's like a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. The other one's working their ass off. The other one is carrying the, the Yeah, we've load. been really yeah. fortunate. Learning to pivot is a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's really great. And know that this is like such a long haul. You know what I mean? Like all of it is just such a long haul. Okay, yeah. so you were sick. So I was sick. I mean, I was grateful that like I was getting tested three times a day on set. But it's really scary because you're going to a place with a hundred people every day and working. This is like October. So we're just still learning about so much and not really sure how it operates, not really sure what's the safest thing to do. Um, and also how it affects pregnancy, how it affects fetuses, how it exactly. affects toddlers. She was also shooting, like, I'm sure you're probably still talking about uh about good trouble, but she was also shooting more recently an independent film where they're still doing all the protocols, but it's a little more intense. Right. You know, it's not, doesn't have quite the amount of money to put towards. And it was during the LA surge. Right. And we got shut down. And they got shut down once. So there was a night when Troy couldn't come home or a couple of nights where she couldn't come home. And I was alone with Aurora and we were like, until she gets her test cleared, we couldn't, you know, so we know it's like in the middle of the pandemic, all this stuff, everything felt scary. What what did you hold on to in this to keep yourself? That was a dark time. I don't know. That we held on. <laughs> I, I don't think we held on very well. I mean, he was. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah, was a mess. I sure as fuck didn't. But yeah. like, no. I'm sure some Brian, people. Were was with, a difficult time. You, for you were you were very upset that you were suddenly uh, alone with Aurora. Like, and yeah. th- there wasn't an option. You know what I mean? It wasn't a like. I was just like, I can't come home. It's not safe. I was losing my mind because I was so scared that if I got a positive test, I wasn't going to be able to see Aurora for 14 days. I was losing it. I was the same. Yeah. And I I will say, I mean, it's probably worth talking about too, that Mm -hmm. in general, this pregnancy, there was, 
I mean, I'm sure it's the same with every mother and parent, but the fear that something was going to go wrong with this pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that general low-lying fear that always always exists was so ramped up when you were at work because who knows what's going to happen. And then when that particular thing happened and you came through so close to feeling like, you know, do I, I have this? What baby. will it do yeah. to my pregnancy? So... It was horrible. Like, I I just think it was so bad for anyone who was pregnant during this pandemic and had a toddler. All you did was like go through scenarios in your head of like, if I get it, how do I divide up the house? How do I keep my my partners safe? How do I keep my child safe? Yeah, I remember when I came home after two more negative tests and I came home and I was like, I'm just going to keep my mask on. The very first thing Aurora did was come and hug me and kiss me and say, take off your mask. I want to kiss you. And I just like broke down into tears because I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny you that. And I'm so scared because I don't know if it's safe. And I mean, thankfully, you know, knock on wood, everything was okay. Mm -hmm. Every, everybody, even the person who tested positive on that film was asymptomatic, totally fine in two weeks and actually came back for the reshoots. But it was hilarious because that film to talk about like something positive, I was playing a pregnant person. (gasps) I didn't know this. Yeah. Holy shit, Troy, and that's the dream. (laughs) Well, it was hilarious because I was only four months at that time. So I had to wear a prosthetic belly. To look bigger. To look bigger. And every day, God bless my amazing costume designers, Selenia and Jamie. They were carving out the belly because I was expanding into the prosthetic (laughs) belly. And I was like, oh, this is, it's too tight today. You know, oh like, my God. It was and then for the reshoots, you didn't need any belly, right? Then we had to do some shoot yeah. later <laughs> when I was actually nine months pregnant and yeah. they just used my belly. Yeah. It was And kind then of the a- other day we did a quick sh- uh, insert with Elliot to put into the movie. To put into the movie because they were like, this is unbelievable yeah. <laughs> that you're going to have this. This is unbelievable. And like what rocks you guys, I'm sure there were some really dark, hard, scary, anxious times and that you guys were rocks for each other and for Aurora is mm-hmm. like... <laughs> Having Aurora was was just so amazing. I, I will say, and I'm sure, you know, maybe this also helped, like being pregnant the first time around was so... I'm not a like glowing fertility goddess when it comes to Yes, pregnancy. you are. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I'm one of those like grumpy, bitchy, like, what is happening? <laughs> Patrick, you Get take the belly for a day. <laughs> um, and so to have to focus on Aurora was really, really helpful because yeah. I couldn't just like sit there, you know, and we had some really scary moments in this pregnancy. Yeah. Um, we had a really scary uh, scan at around 20 weeks which is the the anatomy scan yeah did something come back as like a red flag of some sort so I was shooting the movie and they blocked it out so that I shot one half of my scene and then they you know let me go to Beverly Hills I was like all the way in Boyle Heights and so I go to Beverly Hills for this anatomy scan and when I had this anatomy scan with Aurora it was like Boom, boom, boom. Everything looks great. Here's a picture of your baby. You know, Patrick wasn't allowed to come with me in any of my meetings, which he had been there the first time. And he was like on the Peloton bike. Sure. And I had like FaceTime. And like, we're, we're just, just expecting like, it to yeah, be this great yeah, thing. And then that course. nightmare scenario where they're like, all right, we're just going to check the heartbeat and then silence. He was and not, not just silence of the heartbeat, but like you, you can hear that they are not telling you everything's okay. And I'm just sitting there watching Troy and on the FaceTime thinking like, oh, this is going to be one of those meetings. And like more and more with the silence, it's like, 
what's going on, what's going on. And then you hear the doctor go like, okay, just give me one second. I need to come from a different direction. And it was like, pin drop silence and I could see Troyan's face kind of dropping and like the oh fear God. coming in oh and we were like no 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 this can't be happening and it turned into I mean tell the rest of the story of yeah. the day I mean it was well, a whirlwind was, of the day so the, the, he was just scanning the heart over and over and finally I said hey I'm really starting to get scared I can see that you're scanning the heart and I I don't know what's going on and he to his credit was like okay well let's uh can you get Patrick you know and turn him towards me and, um, so he said that the, he, he was like, it could just be my angle, but I'm a little bit worried that in the development of the fetus, uh, the, the, um, aorta and the pulmonary artery are supposed to eventually go from parallel tracks to cross over so that it can be a bilateral, like your heart pumps blood into your lungs. It oxygenates them, goes back into your heart and then goes back into the body. If it doesn't cross over their parallel tracks and the, the blood never leaves the, uh, the heart to go to the body or the heart to go to the lungs. It just kind of like stays. And, um, and so he was like, that's a a huge, that's like essentially a a non-functioning heart. Um, right now the baby is alive because it's connected to your placenta. It's heart, your heart, it's heart is pumping, but it doesn't need this. He was saying like, so it was not like hopeless situation, but it was like, you know, if this is correct, it's surgeries, it's, you know, hole yeah. in a heart potentially, like it was just a whole and series he was like, of like And it like could possibly that- mean it's a gen- like genetically abnormal baby, right? which all of our tests had come back, you know, totally normal. So we weren't expecting anything like that. And it's now 20 weeks into the pregnancy. Um, and I'm supposed to leave to go shoot my pilot in New York in five days. Oh my. So, uh, so I get back in the car and, you know, he says, I'll get you in to see a fetal um, cardiologist Mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Um, And so I just go back to set and I'm, you know, essentially useless. A zombie. You're just like, yeah, you're like distracting yourself and then you'll remember like, holy shit, shit's really fucked up and I don't know what the answers are. And God bless, you know, Patrick was just on the phone with me the whole ride. I was sobbing, crying. He was just trying to keep me calm so I could drive. And thank goodness the movie was with friends. So the second I got there, I, I pulled aside the director, who's one of my best friends and the producer. And, and I told them what was going on. And they were like, whatever you need, you know, like <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll proceed with this day. But if at any moment you are like, I'm gone, you're gone. Thankfully, we got a call about an hour later and they were like, come back to Beverly Hills. The nurse was really wonderful. She was like, okay, I'm going to scan you for 45 minutes and I don't have any answers. So I know it's going to be 45 minutes of silence, but you just got to wait. Oh God, I love this woman. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm not like, why aren't you talking? You know? Yeah, yeah, right, right. So it was, it was awful. I remember sitting there and I'm not a religious person. And I was like, how do you pray? Do I do that? You know, what do I do? Um, And just watching her take 110 scans of this baby's heart and just being silent and so scared. And then the doctor walked in after 45 minutes and came in and went, first of all, I just want you to know that's not at all what's happening. He just had a bad angle. This baby's heart is totally fine. We're very blessed. So blessed. Very blessed. But it really was scary because suddenly, you know, when you have the rug ripped out from under you and you're very aware of what can happen and what does happen to many, many children and many, you know, women, suddenly when a doctor says, it's okay, it was just a false alarm, resume your pregnancy. I was like, uh, excuse me? 
no, I'm sorry. Again, I'm and it played into a lot of the pain. Like she, you know, there was already this 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 baseline for Troyan um, of, of yeah. just terror that something was going to go wrong. Yeah, so that day right. when that was happening, it was like I told you, like I told you, I told you, this is it. It's happening. And just because the problem was solved or or we were told it wasn't really a problem that day, that sense that something was going to go wrong sure. was there with us the whole time. Yeah, um, really there for Troyan the whole time. Yeah. Um, and so we were just kind of on high alert for the rest of the pregnancy, thinking like, what's it oh, going to be? And yeah, you did an amazing job of negotiating, navigating that panic. Once that sort of happened, now it becomes that every doctor's appointment. You're every like, scan. Are you going to say something? Is yeah. something wrong? And were we not going to get a heartbeat? Right. Or if the minute that Troy and like felt sick in a way she didn't recognize, it was like all the phone calls had to be made yeah. to just make sure like, is this normal? We went to New Mexico a couple of, you know, a few weeks before the birth and she, she had uh, altitude sickness and, you know, oh, yeah, on the phone immediately. Is this normal? you know, do I need to go somewhere? Do I need to go to a hospital? And the doctor being like, you're at altitude sickness. Give yourself a couple yeah. of days. Oh, but like, just God. high alert, just high alert the whole time. Yeah. And God now, bless. How did you yeah. oh, go, go for it? No, I was just going to say, and God bless our doctor, Jay, who uh, we, we, our doctor is Jay Goldberg, who um, is everyone loves Dr. Jay Goldberg. I want to meet best. this guy. He everyone loves Jay Goldberg. He's so he's, good. Because he perfectly, <laughs> he just like, he gets, he, he's exactly who I need during a pregnancy, because when I come into him with a question that's insane, uh, or that like, you know, we're, we're like, we'll this, where I'm like, yeah. Hey, can Patrick go work and come back only five days before the due date? And he's just like, sure, you're crazy. Do whatever you want. <laughs> hey, can we talk about bicycling? And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Let's talk about bicycling. He, he was a Jedi. I mean, in our first birth with, with Aurora, he was a Jedi. He understood. I mean, I was obviously new dad, didn't know what to do, just rubbing whatever I needed to rub yeah. and holding Aww. hands. And he would be the guy that walked in and be like, look, if you don't do this in the next 20 minutes, you're not going to do it and Troy I, he knew exactly what to say to Troy and that I was just to like, turn that like oh, fire on. just to do that really quickly so that we can <laughs> we can compare the two labors that you've had but your first one with Aurora I remember this you were pushing and laboring I mean you had a very 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 long labor you labored at home for a long time you labored at the hospital for a long time you pushed for a long time and then he came in and gave you the ultimatum which was like if you don't get this baby out and Troy and went to the deepest depths yeah. Just, of primal animal beast mode and was yeah. like, don't fucking say that shit to me. I got this. And you were like, yeah. And then she came out, but it's true. It was 26 hours of labor. Oh, I was pushing oh. for an hour and a half. And then finally he came in and he was like, look, she's not happy. She's down in your birth canal. It's too long. And we're going to have to do a C-section if, if you don't change you the don't. game. And, and the baby was born, was born like five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go fuck yourself. Jay. <laughs> Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Okay, now, right before we we hear how Elliot came into the world, how did you tell Aurora that you were pregnant? It wasn't like a big, you know, I I really, I didn't want to like make a to-do about it. I wanted her to kind of come into it. And she really, it was about when, um, when my belly started to really become big And then I would ask her, you know, do you know what's inside mama's belly? Do you want to talk about it? And then, you know, where way towards the end, we got like some books about being a big sister, but she was doing such a good job of. We just talks about it a lot. We just talked about it a lot. We talked about what kind of sister she wanted to be, what her like job would be, what her responsibilities would be. And that like. Yeah. I think we probably did it a little sooner than most people and we're lucky mm-hmm. that nothing, you know, terrible happened because I think that's probably why you avoid that conversation a little earlier, but mm-hmm. thank God everything did work out. And well, I think she we was were... such a part of the process. Yeah. She was really excited. She liked telling people about her little sister. She didn't know it was going to be a little sister, but that her but that sibling was, was coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And exactly. why did you guys decide this time around to not find out? I I wish I had the balls. I wish. <laughs> we, I think we just, we'd gotten so much from other people who said like, it's one of the great surprises and like Aww. might as well, you know, and we yeah. don't know this, yeah. this might be it for us. And we were yeah. like, we just want to have that experience. And yeah, my brother had it. My brother had that too, but wait, okay. So <laughs> you guys listening, let me just preface this by yeah. saying. We're going to get into it now. I have heard 
my whole life, probably I've been obsessed with birth, as you guys know this. I have now podcast about this shit. I have heard of 8,000 birth stories in my life. I have <laughs> heard rumors from far off distant lands <laughs> of things like that has happened to you guys. And I have never, ever known something like this to happen to anybody. And I think it is the fucking coolest, <laughs> most wild thing in the entire world of how Elliot came to be on this side of the world. <laughs> Tell me, did you, okay, contraction start? Did so, you, were you we at home? Start with, did, we should start with, I'm not home. I've been in Toronto yeah, okay. for the last three weeks, three and a half weeks. I had to mm-hmm. quarantine and then shoot for 10 days. So I was working in Toronto. So I am gone and I'm not coming home until the 14th and our due date is the 19th. Yeah. So we are already on high alert, checking in every day. How's it going? How are you feeling? We feel pretty confident that nothing's going to happen until I get home. Because Aurora was a week late day. and we right. were, and so that's why when, when Patrick had the opportunity to go work, I was, you know, we had a lot of people in our lives that were like, he's going where? But the baby's going to be born. And I was like, I don't really think so. Aurora was so late. Like, it's totally fine. Also, what is... I had the experience during the last week of being pregnant with Aurora where Patrick would just watch me like I was a bomb. Yeah. And I was like, it's so uncomfortable to just (laughs) be watched because I have no idea when I'm going to go into labor. Yeah. And so I was also, it was my last time to be alone with Aurora. So it was really cool to have that. So it was great, but we were like, by the 14th, it was like, like the, the production I was on even floated at one point, like, Hey, you know, if you could leave the 15th, that would be great because we got the shot. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I wish I could. I have to go home on the 14th. Because I was also telling him that every night now I was starting to get Braxton Hicks and I was going into full anxiety attacks that it was labor. And I was like, you cannot, this cannot be labor. I was you know, even like telling my mom who's going to come stay in case somebody needs to take care of Aurora that I was like, don't come because I was just so afraid that if I even had a plan in place, that it would like, hit the, like we're doing it, that it yeah. would go. And right. so I was just in full denial yeah. of being pregnant <laughs> and, and being in labor. So yeah. you're having Braxton Hicks every night, which is like your body is gearing up, getting yeah. ready. Yeah. Okay. So on the 14th, I get home. I land at the airport about 11 p.m. I'm home by 12 p.m. I'm crawling into bed at 1230. Mm-hmm. I've been up for 24 hours. You know, those work yeah. and travel days thing. I've been up forever. Yeah. So From I'm the East Coast. So he's three hours. So ahead, like. I crawl into bed and kiss her and say, hi, I'm home. And she goes, oh, I'm so happy you're home. And that's it. We go to sleep. Okay. Terrible four hours of sleep because at 4 30 in the morning Troyan's awake and wandering around the room yeah and aurora's in bed with us and i'm and at 4 30 i'm just laying there with my eyes closed and i'm like it's okay it's braxton hicks again it's just some braxton hicks this is fine right. about 5 5 30 i'm like i can no longer lay down in bed i kind of go into the bathroom and i'm like just laboring you know basically like having contractions but i'm telling myself they're not And then I hear Aurora's voice that's like, Mama, come to bed. Where are you? Why are you snuggling? And I was like, Mama's just a bit uncomfortable, but it's okay. And Patrick was like, what's going on over there, friend? (laughs) I'm on the edge of my seat right now. We were just like, it was becoming very clear very quickly that this was not Braxton Hicks. We both kind of knew it, but we were also like... There's no panic. We're no, no. panic because yeah, also right. from the last time we got nothing but time. You know, oh, we have got 
even if it's half the time we're in, we got 12 it's hours still a shit. Even go. if it's 12 hours, it's like, we still so got a while. Let's I keep mean, it really yeah. chill. The problem sure. is that with Aurora, you know, I don't know if it was like this with you guys, but you know, every bag was packed two weeks before. We had like our laminated birth plan. We had our <laughs> scented diffuser. We had our playlist. We had it all ready, all to, go. ready to go. We had nothing for Vera. We had and, nothing. And nothing. This time, like, nothing. Not even a song. Keep... Adam, like, queued up the song that we had pre planned <laughs> for Alba to be born to. Like, come on. She nothing for Vera. Okay. She's in the middle, in the middle of her contractions, packing her bags, yeah. like, in between contractions. And I'm trying to help her at the same time. I have to unpack my 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 bags with dirty clothes. Because you're just fucking home from a three week shoot yeah, in so Toronto. Like and where's Aurora? Is she like, what's happening? Yeah. She's just running around and grabbing at Mama and say she wants breakfast Great. and like having Great. a ball. Like yeah. she doesn't know what's going on. Um, so uh, we get downstairs. We hand Aurora more into her grandmother's hands, and we're like, I think we need to start taking this seriously. That's about six thirty. About six thirty. It was also hilarious because. He, Patrick had taken a shower. I was in the shower like after I was like, just leave it on. And then I was like, Hey, can you download that app that counts contractions? And he was like, don't you have it on your <laughs> like, phone? Don't we still have that? And no. I was like, no, you have to do it. Download it immediately. Count three contractions. The app's like, go to the hospital. And we're like, what? oh, okay. Got it. Right. Are you fucking kidding? Did just, you still have the app on your phone? No, and I had you have to, to download, download it. Okay, so you download the I app. I do it. I start counting the contractions while I'm packing. And it after three, it says go to the hospital. Right but again, now. Katie, it said, it said go to the hospital. And that was when we called our doula for Aurora. I labored at home for two more hours. I went to the hospital and then labored for a whole day. Right. So right. we're still like, not in panic mode. I'm, we're just in I'm like, just like, okay, great. World so wait, did you guys set up too for a doula to have this time? So was we Anna called Paula? Anna Paula, yeah. who's uh-huh. the greatest in the whole world. And we love her greatest. so much. Greatest. And greatest. Uh, we were so excited that she could, she could come and do this with us again. So we called her right away. But she had a day. She had. A, she was teaching that day, and she's like, yeah. "I can't get out." You know, when Anna Paula teaches, she's teaching yeah. like everybody. Yeah. She can't yeah. stop. But our backup was no other than Rebecca Beninati. No, <laughs> yes, so way. We called, and it was so good too because Patrick was like wait, our backup is who? And he started to freak out. And I was like, no, 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 it's Katie and Adams. You just listened to her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love hours. her. She's the best. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> but like, like wait, so, so, so you're packing your shit. It's 6.30 in the morning. You're like, we're still just going to, are you, wait, wait, Troy, are you in a yeah. ton of pain? I am in a lot of pain, but particularly because Aurora is around me. <laughs> sitting and like, on top of Sitting <laughs> on me. I'm just like, my head Pretending is- Pretending to not be that bad because yeah, you don't I'm just in out. child's pose- just sure. kind of like not even moaning. And she's, she's like on my back, kind of like thinking it's time to ride mama like a horse. And my own mother <laughs> is like, can I make you eggs? Can I make you an English muffin? Can I? And I'm just like, no, everybody just, just everybody leave me alone. Everybody. I'm yeah. just right here. And I was like, but Patrick, please eat breakfast. You know how long this takes. We're going to be fine. This is going to be good. My mom is on another planet. Basically, she's so anxious, but she's doing her best. She was basically just following me around going, wow, these contractions are coming very fast. And I was like, yes, I noticed that too. I'm experiencing that. It was was clearly time to like, you know, I'm sure it's like we needed to limit the amount of people. We needed to get Aurora away from Troyan and we needed to get out of the house and get on the road. So like we got, I got some breakfast in me. We packed the car and we were going and it was like, we got plenty of time. She was very uncomfortable, obviously. This was the other thing that I noticed was I was like, okay, I really want to say goodbye to Aurora and I want to be calm. 
But my windows between contractions where I could do that were getting shorter, like to the point where by the time I could stand up, I really had to kind of rush it. So I gave her a huge kiss and a hug and then basically just booked it. I remember at one point I was in the house, like still getting my last things together. I was like, okay, I'm ready to... Where's, where's Troyan? And I could see like Troyan's in the car sitting there. I'm like, okay, that's a bad thing. I should, we yeah. should be gone. So I was out the door, <laughs> ready to go. We get in the car and we're en route. We've called Anna Paula. Anna Paula's told us about Rebecca. We've got Rebecca on the phone in the car. Yeah. And she, by the way, we're joking in the car. We're like, look at this Saturday morning, baby. No traffic. Yeah. It's 7 a.m. Listening to like weird country music that I don't Are know Are you why. screaming? Are no, no, you no. holding we're not, on? We're not in screaming mode. No, no, no. I'm I'm moaning in between contractions. But okay. and Rebecca's the best, by the way. She gets on the on the phone and she's like, "I don't want to talk. I just want to listen." Which I was like, "You're the what a badass!" And yeah. she just listened to Troy and kind of have a contraction or two. And she was like, "Yeah, you know, I can hear where you're at. I get it. Let's get you to the hospital safely. Call me when you get there." But she mm-hmm. was such a ninja, even right there on the phone. Like she was like, "I'm not gonna." talk to you guys much. I just want to hear you and make sure everything's okay. And we'll connect when you get to the hospital. Anyway, so we're... So then the next thing that you also need to know is Patrick turns to me and goes... I don't even know what the birth plan is. Like, do I give you, do, do I tell you even give you the drugs right away? We haven't even doing? talked about it. Like, again, the last time we'd had like three meetings about our birth plan. This time, I don't even know. I'm like, it's are a we? second baby though, too. Like, I mean, everyone who's listening, who's pregnant with their second or planning to have a second. It's so amazing the second time around, because you're just like, uh, you just have less capacity to care about that shit. Yeah. And I think you also know how quickly plans disappear and get thrown yeah. away. You're just yeah. like, yeah. I can't. Yes. And it's, and it's what makes the first time also so beautiful is because it's so precious, you right. know, yes. and, and you feel like you want to plan so much and control so much. And then you figure out, Oh, well, that's <laughs> God's laughing. <laughs> okay. So Patrick's so like, to, what's I'm, the birth plan? Are we trying to get, am I trying I'm, to get an epidural the second we get in there? What's I, my job? Right? I just want to know, like, what am I advocating for? Cause I can right. tell she's getting more and more mm-hmm. nonverbal. So it's like, you know, are, are we drugs right away? Are we no drugs? Are yeah. we going full natural birth? Yes. And she, yes. All she says yes. is I have one request. Uh, yeah. So I basically said also inspired by you and your birth stories. I said, you know, I really don't care about what happens with the epidural. Um, I just want you or me to catch the baby. I think that would be really special. And I was thinking about you pulling, because you pulled up Vera. I pulled Vera out myself. Yeah, yeah. It was the best moment of my entire life. And so I was like, that would be so cool. And there was almost a moment in Aurora's birth where Patrick got to catch her. And then because I was in full beast mode, Jay Goldberg was like, you're not catching this baby anymore. (laughs) It's go time. But I was like, that would be so special. I just want your hands or my hands to be the ones to bring her into this world. Yeah. And Patrick, to his credit, I don't know. What were you thinking? In my head at that point, I was like all birth plans. I was like, okay, sure. I will try yeah, and make that happen. Yeah, sounds lovely, but who knows if we'll happen, get there. But yeah. like, okay. But I did not say that out loud. It was like, yes, of course, that's what we uh-huh. will do. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're driving and we're kind of laughing. Again, we're listening to this weird country music that I don't know why we're <laughs> listening to it, but we don't change it because yeah. it's kind of pleasant and chill. And uh, we're on, there, nothing else much happens on the ride. No. We get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm driving so slow. Like a, a, yeah. a drive that in the normal day would be like 20 minutes is taking 35 because I don't want to go fast. I don't want to hit the brakes hard. Like we're in zero. And I'm, hard. And sure, I'm sure, starting sure. to have to push my seatbelt away from me as we're getting close to seaters. I'm just like, this is uncomfortable sitting I mean, I'm, I'm clear I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm also like, I can't be in this position anymore. And 
we get up to Cedars and we're going down the road and he, and Patrick's like, I don't even remember what, what like, how do we get in here it? again? I just said this turn or that turn. And, and we like, had the same thing. Yeah. No yeah. clue where I was going. None. <laughs> None. Parked in a wrong thing, but obviously, yeah. okay, keep going. Keep going. Anyways, first time around with Aurora, we did like practice runs to the sure. hospital. Like, sure. So we, so we turn around a U-turn and I remember one of the last things that I remember before I disappeared into birth was this ambulance coming out with two dudes that like they weren't the sirens weren't on they were clearly coming back from an emergency and I remember locking eyes with one of the drivers and I just heard I I have felt like I heard his inner monologue where he was just looking at me and he was like oh you're that bitch right now (laughs) like like, oh shit you're never gonna forget those eyes you're never like his eyes just being like oh it's going down (laughs) and so we pull into the Cedars parking lot and Patrick pushes the turnstile. I hit the thing to get. She's the just sitting, she's sitting normally in the chair. I go to get the ticket, and I I mean I don't know why. As soon as I hit the button and grab the ticket, she's screaming, just screaming. I hear screaming from the other side of the car, and I whip around. And by the time I turn my head around, Troyan is already full, hands and knees, seats folded back, hands and knees. And something is just completely, we've gone nuclear. We've gone from like conversational to nuclear in the span of like half a second. Yeah. Holy shit. So you're on all fours on a, f- a flattened down path. She doesn't remember seat. I don't remember that because flat, I remember this fast. Because I remember like pressing my head into the headrest yep. and yeah. just, just trying to make my head go through the headrest. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I couldn't communicate because I, Patrick said I was howling. And something was going on in my body where, you know, I remember with the contractions, which are painful, like uh, fluid would come out. Yeah. But this was basically after I had this contraction, I, t- I turned to Patrick, he, like heaving. And I was like, don't laugh. I shit my pants. And you still had your pants on. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you had on. your pants on. You knew you shit your pants. And I, so obviously your water had already broken. I, I don't, we don't know when. It's the same with the first birth too. Like there was never, yeah. there was never a water breaking moment no, that we remember. Not really. So, but if every time you were having a contraction, water was coming out. Yeah. Oh, that was that, that was with Aurora. Oh. So I remembered that like water can come. So I remember stuff can come out, but I was like, I didn't go number two with Aurora until I was actively pushing. So sure. in my head, I clocked that I was like, why is my body pushing? This isn't cool. Oh, no. Something's so the going minute on. You shit your pants was when you were like, oh my God, I think I'm like in like active labor. Yeah. Well, I, that was not communicated to me. <laughs> no, what, what he heard was just like, Boo! Uh, we're kind of already, like I said, nonverbal. Um, she's told me she's, she's gone number two. Uh, I, I know, now, he, he, Patrick is so good. He very calmly just goes, I'm, I'm not, not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm not you. laughing. And, she, and she's like, please <laughs> laugh. Please yeah. actually laugh. I was like, please laugh. I, I cracked my pants. Please laugh at me. <laughs> you guys, this is the most lovely story I've ever heard in my entire life. Honestly, like if this doesn't restore your faith. You <laughs> okay. So you're like, I'm not laughing. And you're like, you can laugh. It's okay. Please laugh. Somebody so to laugh. Did you, who takes off your pants? So then okay, what happened? So we get to the, ba- the ballet area in Cedar sinai It was not a ballet during COVID, whatever. It's just that desk where the security guard is. And then that other yeah. person who's checking your temperature and all that. But there's just yeah. two people, really one guy. I swing the car in, I jump out. And because she's gone to the bathroom now, I'm like, well, we need a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and she's also, obviously. but I would need a wheelchair. I needed a wheelchair with Aurora too. In my mind, 
it's like, we just need to get this going. So I get up to the guy and I say, Hey man, this is happening. Like it's all happening right now. Kind of, I'm kind of getting nonverbal. I'm like, it's all happening in the car. You need to get the wheelchair down here. We need the people, all the people and all the professionals. It's happening. And he kind of looks at me with this look. That's like, I do this all day long. I'm in no rush here, bud. You need to calm down. Yeah. I know you think that this is all dad. happening right now, but it's but not just calm down. So he, he does the thing, but he moves like I'm moving at, you know, a thousand Lightning miles speed. an hour. Hour, this guy's yeah. going the speed limit and he's like yeah yeah he picks up the phone and calls the people and I don't get the impression that he's taking it particularly serious as urgently <laughs> as I would like him to take it sure. so I I go to open the car door the passenger side door and as soon as I open it Troy is doing one of her incredible howls um, that I then just turn to him to be like, are you hearing what I'm hearing? <laughs> and he kind of takes it in and, and he maybe knocks him up to a hundred miles an hour, but he's still uh-huh. not receiving what, what I think he needs to be receiving. Yeah. Um, at that point, Troyan starts screaming, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. I go back to the car. Um, I'm losing my mind <laughs> right now. I'm losing my mind. I, I can't control at this point. I, I'm still nonverbal, but I, I know that she is so far down that I, I'm like, I can't, um, I can't find a comfortable place to put my legs. I'm still on all fours and my legs are kind of alternately doing this, like bending and straightening out things. Whenever they straighten out, my hips are closing and her head is very clearly coming, but I'm just screaming, Patrick, Patrick. And I scream, get get my pants off, pull my pants down, pull my pants down. At this point, I'm going... Are you sure? Like There's in my head, there. I'm like, well, I also know that you've gone to the bed. Like once we, it feels like once we begin this process, we're in a whole new realm. So are we going to do that? But I don't have much time to think about I'm it because she's like, get my fucking my pants. pants down right now. So she is still on all fours, but facing the windshield. So I'm really kind of, she's her butt's at my head levels. So I'll just <laughs> go ahead and pull down her pants and the head is right there. Yeah. No crowning. Well. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. 
HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Did you, how do you even, what, Patrick, are you terrified? Are you excited? Are you like, yeah, this, are you just in executive this, yeah. functioning of like, how do I? Executive like, functioning is a good way to put it. So this, this is where it, I went into sort of, it wasn't fight or flight because I actually wasn't, there was panic, but it was also like, there's no room for panic. You just right. need to deal with the situation. I did remember it one last time turning to the guy, our friend, the security guard and being like, <laughs> I see the head. You need to move faster. You need to get the people down here. His response was like, I'm sorry, man. Like I, I did everything I can. They're coming. I can't like I called. And so I turn away from him and I go back and already the head's like all the way out now. And I can get see Elliot's face. Yeah. Hell out of here. Trian, are you pushing? Are you feeling the need to Again, push? There is nothing that I am doing consciously. My body, your body is doing it all on its own. I actually talked with my friend about this and she said what it's called is fetal ejection, which is where if you leave the mother alone, like you don't have to tell her to push because there was no, I was, I wouldn't have been pushing. I didn't know if I was dilated at all. No, I had never been checked. I just had some contractions and it was four hours into labor at this point. And so I was completely just basically just on another planet, except that I heard this very calm voice in my head that was like, if this is childbirth, at least you only have to do it for like three more minutes because this is some next level shit. <laughs> Did you, was it painful? Yes. I, I don't know. Cause I had an epidural both times. So I don't know like what it feels like. Was it pressure? Yeah. It was immense amounts of pressure, immense amounts of pain. But also I remember this about Aurora because the time that when I was pushing Aurora out, the time that it felt the best was when her body came out because it was such relief. Like it was like nine months of building up the pressure of a diamond. And then when her body came out of me, I was like, oh, like it was so good. And so I felt even in all of the pain, I think my body also just reached like a limit. I was just like, I can't keep on feeling this. Um, and then I started to feel that if my body kept on pushing, I would get to that relief. So I was kind of focusing on that. Mm -hmm. You're still on all fours. Yeah. Patrick takes off your pants. Now there's probably lots of liquid involved. Oh, yeah. 
There's, there's, there's lots of things. There's lots of bodily <laughs> things everywhere. Luckily I am, as soon yeah. as I see the head, I forget all the fluids. Cause I'm just focused on, Oh my God, this is our baby. We don't know the sex yet. We're just yeah. in the head, but I see the, you know, and any, you know, you, we've seen photos enough, like babies look dead when they're born. Like they're not breathing, their eyes are closed. And so I'm fairly confident that that is normal, but I'm like, I'm not a doctor here. I am alone with this baby's face. Uh, I, her head is out. Her the head, head is, is out. She's now up to her neck. And uh, I don't know where I had the impulse to do it, but I checked the, the neck of the baby to see if I could feel an umbilical cord because my brain went, <laughs> that happens sometimes. You want to make sure that's not happening. You're not on. that I would have known what to do. I, know, I, was like, I what found would you it. Have done? <laughs> I, who knows, but that's a good call. That's really smart. Yeah, and I feel like, out. did you ever play a doctor on TV? Like, this is <laughs> no. great. Okay. I, I checked that out and then I, uh, I also remember you Oh I pull I pull I, I didn't do my my main thing that I'm proud of because ultimately all I did in this situation was catch a baby. She did all the work. But the Excuse thing I'm me, most proud of... They're both great, okay? The thing <laughs> I'm most proud of is that I, my, I had the instinct initially to pull. Not hard, but I went, am I supposed to help? Am I supposed to coax out? So yeah. I took hold of her head and I began to just pull a little bit to see if that was like a helpful scenario. And immediately everything in my body went, do not do that. Like stop doing that. Yeah. Like some, like something tapped me on the shoulder and went, that's not what you I, want to do. I do believe it was my own inner voice because I was only screaming at that point, but I was in my head. I was like, Oh God, please just apply counter pressure. All I need right now is for you to apply counter pressure. And, and he did. Exactly, and I was like, Oh God, I, I thank pulled you. for a second. I could feel her body like not seize on the baby, like be like, yeah. no, don't pull. So I pushed instead. I put my hand on her head and I just pushed a little bit in. And then I felt her body totally relax when I pushed the head in. So I this was like, is oh, the cool. most insane thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Honestly, this is literally, I think one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my entire life. I, it was Katie, you have to understand like what we're describing all took place in the span of about three minutes. Like yeah. from the moment I hit that, thing at the parking lot to get the ticket and turn around to find her there to the moment I'm holding this child's head. We're at like four minutes max. Yeah. Time is allowed. so fast. It's happening. Like what so the quickly. fuck is this security guard doing? <laughs> oh, so this is well, at this point I'm ignoring the security guard because obviously we're dealing with the baby, but you know, after I checked the neck, uh, two more pushes or one more push, one more baby's all the way out. Comes out. We have the baby. I'm holding her looking like this and she's okay. not, doing anything yet. I don't even know it's a, a she yet. Uh, she's covered in, in shit. And I'm panicked. My, my first oh, next panic yeah. is I remember with Aurora, the Merconium stuff and the yeah, like yeah. getting Super scary. feces yeah. into your lungs. And yeah. so I'm looking at her thinking, Oh my, like what if any of this gets into her face or her eyes or her lungs, that's not yeah. supposed to be good. So my instinct is to just hold her upside down basically with her face yeah. down so that anything is falling off of her face. Um, and as soon as I turn her upside down, she starts crying and screaming. And it was amazing because, you know, I'm on another planet. I'm basically just, I feel like I'm wrapped my body around some sort of cosmic rip in the universe. And that's how she came out of me. <laughs> and then suddenly you she's did. out of me. And I just look over my shoulder because I'm still on all fours because the umbilical cord is still connected to her. And I see Patrick holding her upside down and she's wailing. So I'm like, she's alive. It's okay. Um, she's breathing. 
So you delivered her on all fours too, which I, a lot of women yeah. do. Uh, that is like a total, like, that is the thing. It was so cool to watch it. it like she just said, my experience of watching what Troyan was going through was that like, she was just getting out of the way of this bait. Like this baby yeah. was coming and Troyan was just sort of trying to move her body around it in the best way she knew how. And so it was so really cool to just see that happen completely naturally. Let me just tell you, if this was my story, Adam Shapiro would be dead on the floor. <laughs> if he had seen oh. any of that, he yeah. would have fainted. I mean, he has he's he can't even be in the room for the epidural. He hides in the bathroom. <laughs> he hides in the bathroom. Like he cannot see any of this. The amazing thing that like I have really been thinking about is that Patrick and I are very we're really anxious people, especially when it comes to just like general life and performances and all of this. But we have had so many moments in our relationship together where it's kind of oddly come down to like life and death. Yeah. <laughs> so like even our first like trip out of town, we just like were bouldering and we took it too far and didn't yes. want to. This is to each so other. you guys. Yeah, we yeah. always just like we find ourselves in some really intense gnarly situations, situations, and then we always like get out of them. And because we always go very calm and pretend that the like we're not in danger, and then it's like three hours later that we're just like, can you fucking believe? Like that we that came happened? close to this. That was I so have really never heard of anyone delivering a baby in the front seat of a fucking car. I have heard of people being like, oh my God, we were almost, I've yeah. never heard yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. of this. Like Patrick delivered your baby and you He caught the baby her. like I asked it's, him to. I caught the baby. She, she asked for one thing and we did it. So, so the best what, part, I mean, look, yes, I'm, yeah, holding the ba- I'm holding the baby. So two more pushes after the head. Two more pushes. I think Troyan might have turned over at this no, point. No, I was still on down. all fours because I was not sitting down on yeah. the umbilical cord. I was yeah. just like, what is So you're on all fours. Down. Anyway, I turned to our friend, the security guard, now holding a baby, just to go, just to be like, hey, man. <laughs> any, Bro, you have any thoughts now? Here? What, are, like, yeah. what, what speed are we moving at now? And he's gone. He's checked out. He's white as a sheep. There's no guy there anymore. There's just, he's just like a skin and bones. He can't believe what's happening. Um, I hear he was terrified. Say, yeah. I hear Patrick say, do you at least have any water so I can wipe her off? And yeah, that was like, the I first time I go, oh my God, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the moment. It was hilarious. I was like imagining what it would be like when they were like, it's your son. It's your daughter. And it was yeah. just like, can I wipe the shit off of my daughter? Please? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, we have another girl. <laughs> oh uh, and then so we spend happy. about... Honestly, we were still kind of there for about three or four minutes before, yeah. like we were just kind of in shock. I was, I was trying to kind of uh, keep Elliot close and kind of, but then I'd panic about about the poop, so I'd be, turn her over, and we just didn't quite She's know what naked. to do. She's naked and cold and covered in cold. And liquid, and, and, and also, have you yeah. done the afterbirth yet? Like, is the placenta or is no, the, no, 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 but it's but it's you know it's eight in the morning. It's still chilly. We're in a parking garage, <laughs> and she's wet and naked. So we're like terrified. This poor baby is going to be cold. Yeah, this is the so, most fucking insane thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So Honestly, then this is truly finally, the doctors or nurses rather, I guess, come down and they arrive with, they'd say the same urgency that they were called. Like they're kind of chit chatting. They're walking out. I think they're very much Water expecting cooler. to find out, you know, find a mother that is in, in labor. It's not like they're, they're, 
they're they're not interested in helping us, but I don't think that they understand the gravity of the situation. So when they sort of break through the threshold of the the mezzanine and they see us and I'm standing there with the baby crying and Troyan's like breathing heavy in the front seat, you see their eyes recognize what's going on and they spring into action immediately. They get Troyan wrapped up. They take the baby from me. They put her in Troyan's arms. They get, you know, a blanket from the back of our car and put it in the in the wheelchair and they move, they go, they, it all moves very, very fast. As you know, it's like a pit stop in a hospital and mm-hmm. they all get her, they whisk Troyan away into the elevator and they're gone. I think they tell me what room and they go away. And then I'm, sta- <laughs> I'm standing no there. In afterbirth. I'm standing there in the parking lot. <laughs> no, covered. Patrick, no. Just my hands are still covered. Everything's covered. That's shitty country music is still playing on the radio. <laughs> the front seat's just covered in blood and afterbirth. And I turned back to the security guard, just kind of look at him speechless. And he's sort of speechless. And we just sit and I have like a, a second of like, we can't believe what just happened. And then to break. And you're the like, si- should I go park my car? Uh, to I break guess? the silence. He looks at me and goes, you're going to have to park your car. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. Unbelievable. So, so I'm like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I guess. That's true. I am going to have to do that. So now I'm driving around the the parking lot, uh, parking or doing the. I just went from the most surreal experience of my entire life to the most banal human experience ever. And it's so parenthood in a nutshell. Like yeah. it's so. Yeah. And you're like, oh, quick, let me just shut the door and get our luggage. Yeah, I gotta like, get, get our shittily and, packed bags and yeah. get to the room. Troyan, were they freaking out? Were they like you? Deli- had they ever seen that before? They were having a ball. They were so like the nurses were really wonderful. Totally, they were great. And they were just like, "Wow, what a morning you've had! Look at this baby!" You know, they were they were having truly a good time because she was safe. I was safe. You know, I was now verbal, so they knew Thank like God. there's nothing we have to you know really respond to. We're just gonna now proceed as if you've just delivered a baby in the hospital. So it was really kind of very joyful. They show her to me. They put her on my chest. I'm, uh, you know, holding her. And then I'm like, oof, I need to, I, this placenta has to come out. Cause I'm still, I forgot about that. And yeah. I didn't feel that cause I had a little bit of the epidural still with Aurora, oh. but I'm still having contractions trying to get yeah. this placenta out. Yeah. They do that awesome placenta massage where they basically just sock you in the gut to get it out. (laughs) Glorious. Yeah. And then they're looking at me and they're like, all right, you had not a lot of tearing, but you did have tearing. So we're going to need to stitch you up. And I was like, honestly, after what just happened, I don't care. You can do whatever you want to my body. I'm (laughs) fine. And yeah, it was it was amazing. It was just great. So, and we just are in that, you know, that room that we were expecting to be in for 20 hours was just kind of like <laughs> cleanup, basically. It was just you like were literally in. there for an hour. I think this is the most amazing, classic Patrick and Troy I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. Like when you texted me saying, oh, Troy gave birth in the front seat of a car. I just think you guys are such like your joie de vivre. And you're like... <laughs> And also, you're right. You're such a great mix of super chill, but then also have anxiety stuff. Like, you guys are a perfect <laughs> dancing the line of life. Thank God everything went well and was safe. Yeah. And I'm so... I've truly never heard anything like this in my life. Like, the real 
the realness of it. I mean, I just try to keep picturing Troyan on all fours, digging her head into the car seat while Patrick's taking off pants and seeing a full crowning baby. It's yeah, it, and I mean, it, 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 which I can't, I can't emphasize enough how fast it all happens, you know? And so yeah. it's, it was an empowering thing, I think, for both of us to mm-hmm. just be like, if you had told us this was going to happen, we would have been panicked for oh, three weeks and like, we'll never be able to do this. But it's just cool when you're in the middle of something, you're like, well, we just have to do it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. To wrap this up, I want to know you guys, like, how are you feeling how was bringing her home, introducing her to Aurora? I, are you guys in a baby bubble? Yeah. Bringing her home to Aurora was really amazing. Well, Patrick was wonderful because once we were super safe, he turned to me and he was like, I'm going to go get the car clean because you're not going to want to drive <laughs> That's home. the best epilogue is driving into the car wash with a front seat covered in blood. <laughs> this <laughs> Like, what did they say? How do you even well, do I, I pulled you in, did I pulled it. I pulled into the car wash and as the guy's like approaching the car to like write it up and tell me what he's gonna do, I look at the passenger seat and I go, I can't do this. What they're gonna call the cops. I mean, there's blood everywhere. Yeah. So I'm like, this is impossible. I spin out of there. I'm like, oh sorry, never mind. And I drive out <laughs> and I go home and have a full like pulp fiction moment while I'm like cleaning the car, <laughs> you know, myself, just trying to get it at least. You know, pre to a presentable place before you bring so it to get professionally it, cleaned, so yeah. that we can take it to the to to get detailed. So yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and oh then so God. he, you know, but also while he was doing that, he came home, he hugged Aurora, oh. let her know that I was okay, and um, and then really when we brought Elliot to her, she was so excited to meet her. And we did the thing that they say it's terrible to say it about your kid, but that you do with dogs too, where you let <laughs> where you introduce them outside the house. Yep. No, you it's know? a great choice. And so we did that. We all we neutral territory. All yeah, left like, Elliot yeah. out, outside. I, you know, I was with Elliot, and she went to go get Aurora. Also, I got to go get Aurora, so my hands weren't filled with baby. You know, I so I went in, and I was just like, "I'm so excited to see you." And we got to have a moment together, and then, you know, we asked right. if she wanted to meet her, um, and she was. I mean, we we were both really aware of trying to be sensitive about it, and from minute one, she was like so excited she, she was like get the her. fuck out of my way that is yeah. my sister yeah mm-hmm. i want to i want to hold her yeah she's mine yeah oh yeah. my gosh i i saw that writing on the wall i just feel in or in aurora's being and in her temperament that mm-hmm. this is she was predestined to be a sister she really was yeah and i think we saw the months yeah. of preparation of putting that into her head of what that meant to be a big sister and what kind of big sister she wanted to be that we saw that pay off and these we're still seeing it pay off we have yet to really see any extreme like jealousy or yeah. um yeah. ownership of mama and like anger at elliot none of that has yet shown up i mean we're keeping our eye on it and obviously it's bound to happen at some sure. point but yeah. It all feels like we're on the same team rather than yeah. like um, mama's attention is diverted. Somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then how it's been for us is, you know, I remember when Aurora was first born, it was, I mean, first of all, my physical recovery from that, you know, 26 hours of labor was just Oof. like a long haul and it was yeah. very painful. I remember making some some deals with uh, some supernatural things just so I wouldn't have to try to go to the bathroom because I was so scared. Yeah, for <laughs> you know, sure. Like, it's please fucking terrifying. Me. <laughs> yeah, please help me. All the yeah. gods of willing that let this first postpartum poop not kill yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. It's so scary. It's so scary. But, um, but it, because it all happened so fast with Elliot, it felt like my body was just immediately like, 
oh, cool, we're back. Like, wow, I've had to really slow myself down. Absurd to watch Troy. Like, she's just yeah. walking around the house, and we're just wow. like, life has been very normal for the last ten yeah. days, and I have to try and catch myself to be like, dude, she just had a baby, like. What what more can I do? Because Troyan is just right it's, back into action. It's been phenomenal, like very different than the first time. Yeah. Because I think of that epidural really. I mean, the amount of time and the epidural really took it out of you. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah, lot. Yeah, the amount of pushing. I mean, oh you God. pushed yeah, one yeah. minute this time. You didn't push yeah. for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, we just birthed a child. <laughs> <laughs> In a car, but for all intensive purposes, like it was like you were, I mean, back hundreds of years ago, like how people did it. Your fucking body did it. It was hilarious because I thought I I was pretty, I don't want to say traumatized by the first go around, but I was scared because there was something in the back of my mind that was like defeatist a little bit about the first time around. Mm. And I wish I didn't have that mentality Mm. Um, but I guess that's just the way that I was built that I felt like I was so scared during some of the contractions with Aurora. They say that thing where it's like, when you're more scared of the next contraction, than you are excited to meet your baby. Yeah. And like you really, you're not in a good place and I needed the epidural. I needed that time. My body was really not, not going into the process, um, with, with any sort of like relaxation and I guess this time around, it, w- there was such a relief because I was like, oh, this is, my body is taking care of me. I also think that so much of the early labor stuff, because Aurora was around and you had to sort yeah. of save face a little bit, your attention wasn't solely on it. Totally. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you were having contractions, but you were also like, we're good here. We're good. Like everything's good. Like, yeah. you know, literally letting her ride me like a horse, My you know, God. whereas the first time around with Aurora, I think I tried to rip Patrick's sweater in two during a contraction just to be like, you don't know what this feels like. Yeah. Um, was it public knowledge that you guys were even pregnant? No, I mean, it's funny. Like, this will be the this first be the- Oh, my God. I mean, nobody, nobody knew. You that guys, we I'm so honored. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I'm a really anxious person and very anxious yep. about pregnancies, I, I never felt comfortable doing the, like, here's a picture of me with my ultrasound. Here's a picture of me with my growing bump because yeah. I was, it, I just had so much fear around what it might happen. Some, you know, people who I know who are like very, who are religious and, and Jewish, like they will not have baby showers. They will not have a single baby thing in the yeah. house. So to each their own of how they yeah. feel. Absolutely. Like, I just don't want to ever put attention on this. I want to keep it close to me. I think there's also the way that we communicate these things to the world now are all through social media. Yeah. And like social media is yeah. fine for what it's built for. But I think any time we've ever yeah. engaged about something so private and yeah. so important and so special and so delicate, it always ends up feeling... Uh, difficult and you're looking at comments about it. It just all yeah, felt like there was sure, never the sure. the way to do it in a way that we we liked. That so. felt right for us. Like, yeah. again, I'm so over the moon. You know, like I told you when I wanted to be pregnant desperately, I, I enjoyed and loved seeing so many of my friends pregnant and felt so excited for them. And I I love it when people post beautiful pictures and, and yeah, feel good about that. But that just didn't feel right for me. Because we're the type of people that do check like the comments or read the yeah, things. And then suddenly we're becoming <laughs> obsessive about And yeah. how great. Like, you know that about yourself. And these yeah. are all things that we have to learn. Um, totally. You know, 
I am so honored to share with the world that you are pregnant. There aren't words, adjectives <laughs> to describe how Elliot came into this world and that you are now a family of four. Yeah. And wow. you have two beautiful girls and ah, the cl- Patrick and Troyan of this is so brilliant. <laughs> You thank you both look amazing. I mean, honestly, you do not look like you have a 10 day old mm. that you delivered yourself in a car. Well, we, you know, we did. I, I don't know if it's been a part of this recording yet. As soon as this all was good and everybody was safe, I mean, we both turned to each other, you know, to each other and we we're like, we got to talk to Katie about this because I your podcast you had been so such an important part. Much. We both listened to your story like literally days before this and we're so That's moved nice. by what you do with this podcast yeah. and who you are and your honesty and how much that helps people. And so we were like, so immediately knew that if there was a place to talk about this, this was the this place. So thank so you. much to me. Obviously it was probably pretty fucking scary in the moment, but now it's like literally joyous, coolest, yeah. joyous, most special thing i just think that's also provides such help and um heart for our mommies and parents and spouses and partners and all the people who are listening so thank you for coming on katie's thank you guys i cannot wait to be elliot i can't wait to see your (laughs) oh my gosh Thank you guys for listening to Katie's Crib. I want to hear from you, you guys. What do you want to talk about? What guests do you want to have on? Do you have questions? Do you have comments? Hit me up. Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Bye-bye. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.